is a Rinpoche of, of, uh, of some sort. He's a Tibetan teacher, and he's giving a teaching somewhere, and and the topic of his teaching was the su the how do you say? Well, maybe you know the, the Theravadan scriptures, the Theravadan canon. He was giving a, a, a teaching on the Theravadan canon, and this is the first time I ever heard of anything like that. <laughs> You know, Tibetan talking about the Theravadan canon. Not not saying that you know, don't look, <laughs> don't look at it, or <laughs> or uh, speak, speak talking about it in a in a derogatory way, you know, for fun. Or they also have something they they think they call it the canon, something like that. But actually giving a Dharma talk on the Theravadan canon, I said, wow, that's that's great. And uh, you know, just a few years ago, you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't hear of such things. It's like you know, uh, that particular uh, group of of Buddhists believes that they're the only one who have the the only te- the true teaching of the of the Buddha, and everyone else is wrong, and every, and the other groups thinks the same thing, and they would never talk about each other's uh, t- uh, teachings unless they uh, unless they're talking about some fault that they that, that they 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 discovered. So now I feel comfortable, more comfortable, <laughs> because it was something that was very uh, uneasy for me, because I became a Buddhist with the idea of doing away with sectarianism, and I find myself into a, a group that was <laughs> very sectarian, and I say, what, what did I get myself into, and how do I get out of here? <laughs> and now I'm hearing His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, the, uh, who's considered to be by all Tibetan Buddhists to be the leader of all Buddhist traditions, uh, fostering uh, a breakdown of sectarianism, and then now this Rinpoche now uh, sort of like uh, is now uh, you know, advertised it. You know, he wasn't doing it in secret in somebody's li- uh, uh, living room. I mean, he was everyone in doing the teaching was talking. Are you going to so and so's teaching? He's talking about the Theravadan canon. What did you say? No <laughs> one told me there was such a revolution going on. <laughs> Uh, so now I feel uh, comfortable. Not that I'm going to uh, mix. Well, I guess if you've been coming here for a while, you've sort of known that I do talk about everybody else. <laughs> so I, I feel confident to talk about everybody else now. <laughs> uh, because I, especially with the topic of meditation, it's such a rich, uh, it is such a rich uh, topic for the the this particular Tibetan sect has uh, emphasized this particular uh, aspect of meditation and enriched it and made it a, a beautiful tradition. But there's also uh, other traditions which have uh, enriched other aspects of meditation, and it's very good to get an overview of all of them so that because it's still the mind that is being trained, and and perhaps there is something in this particular uh, tradition development. That's could be that could enhance some, uh, some something else in some other tradition, and it's still basically following the the words of the Buddha. It's still following the instructions of the Buddha. The essence of all of them is is the same, and when you uh, read or uh, or study some other traditions uh, method of, of meditation. 
and we look at the essence of it, you see that, oh, this is uh, basically the same thing. They're doing, this is how they get this part. This is how they get this part. And maybe how they get this part might be more beneficial to, you, to, to one person than another. Okay. So what I decided to do this time around is uh, do, I guess, an extensive review of meditation in general. And I'll be... If it's Buddhist, I'll throw it in there. I'm not even going to tell you where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm not even going I'm, I'm to uh, shy away from talking about things which are supposed to be Tantra. Well, I, I'll try to keep my vow. We're not uh, you know, diverging any secrets. But uh, if it's, if it's going to be helpful, if it's, if it's uh, going to be... Uh, because I, I think uh, everyone, uh, I'm not the only one who's doing this. I think everyone else has, uh, not everyone else, but you know, a lot of other teachers have taken the lead, so I'm just really following them. I'm not really doing anything uh, revolutionary here, okay? It sounds like I'm, I'm breaking rules or anything, but not really. Okay? <laughs> I'm a coward. I wait for people to tell me to do things before I do things. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, there was a... Uh, Jamyang Sheba actually started this. I mean, it's, it's not like only in the, in the 20th, what, 21st century now? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> it's not only something that in the 21st century that you know, some teachers are, some teachers are uh, starting to do. Jamyang Sheba, way back in the 17th century, started doing this, where he uh, is uh, the greatest book on meditation so far is, was written by Jamyang Sheba, and it's called Samsuk Chemo. And in the Samsuk Chemo, it's basically meditation, it's like Jason uh, Kappa's Lam Lim Chenmo, a very thick book on the, the, the path. And it's like uh, the most uh, uh, extensive uh, uh, teachings on what are called the, 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 the stages of the path to enlightenment. So what Jamyang Sheba did was he compi compiled everything that he knew on uh, on meditation, and he and he made this book called Samsuk Chemo, and uh, it's about it's thicker than Lamrim Chemo actually. And there is a and in there he even though he uh, he separate things, so this is what this is said, this is what this said, and then there is the part about. Uh, okay, this is what Sutra says, now this is what Tantra says, but the thing is, it's all in one text. Okay, And so, we're going to use the, the outline by, uh, by uh, Jamming Sheba in Samsuk Chemo. I'm not going to make copies for you to read or anything like that. There's no translation, sorry. <laughs> so, I'm going to uh, be using that as a main reference. And of course, there is a. Uh, I remember the first time. I mean, uh, when I was doing a, what do you call that? Independent study of Buddhism. That is before I got into any tradition. I was reading Zen. I was reading Theravadan. I was reading everybody, and I was getting uh, 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 benefit from all of them. And I decided to get to go to one tradition. And then there was one book from the. There's one book from the Theravadins which is. Uh, very uh, important in the Theravadan tradition by Buddha Gosha. No, not Buddha Gosha. As Asvagosha. Not Asvagosha. Buddha. Buddha. No, no, that's Mahayana. Ah, <laughs> oh, the name just escapes me. Uh, 
Well, he wrote two major works on 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 somewhat like a very early kind of a, because he was very early, very early. Uh, it was like a somewhat like a Lam Rim Chen more kind of thing, okay, but mostly on just focusing on meditation. And it was the path of purification. You know, you know what I'm talking about now. Buddha Gosha was it? No, was it Buddha Gosha? Bodhidharma? No, it couldn't be Bodhidharma. <laughs> Never mind, forget all the names that I mentioned, okay? <laughs> They're all wrong. Uh, I can't believe I forgot his name. Anyway. Not Vasubandhu. Huh? Not Vasubandhu. No, Vasubandhu is way later. Yeah. yeah. And a different tradition also. I think it was, for some reason, I'm taking Buddha Gosha. Hmm. Anyway. Well, uh, he, he has a very beautiful uh, book on meditation. And he goes into into depth into the different uh, what you call the earlier understanding or the earlier presentations of meditation, and Jamyang Sheba, very later Tibetan, also uh, used some of his uh, some of his works to include in his uh, Samsuk Chemo also. And uh, the funny story is the first time I heard the path of purification within the Tibetan tradition, they were making fun of it. It was, it was a text for them to make fun of. I said, what? You're making fun of this guy? <laughs> Are you? Well, never mind. <laughs> but uh, now, uh, it's this, uh, this book is respected again. I mean, it's not that it wasn't respected, <laughs> but within the Tibetan tradition, it, it has gained respect again. Okay? So we'll all, I will also use uh, the path of purification also. Okay? So you... So what I'm trying to get, uh, trying to do is like give you uh, like a, a universal overview of meditation in, in general within the within the Buddhist world, not just within the Tibetan tradition, not just within the Gelupa tradition, but within Buddhism in general. Okay, and they all have they all have they all follow the same format: mindfulness, uh, what you do outside of meditation, how it influences your meditation how to carry on a meditation, how to strengthen it, and all these things. They all, they, they all have different uh, traditions of, of uh, different uh, methods, perhaps, but it's still the same goal. Okay? So that's going to be the, uh, the main thing. And the reason for doing that, if you haven't, if you're not doing one type of meditation yet, that is, you haven't developed, uh, you haven't gone to the point where your career, your medita meditative career, for example, uh, uh, meditative career is that you have, there's this one meditation that you're doing and you keep on, you stick with it and, you know, until you gain some sort of uh, realization with that. If you're still going back, if you're still going around doing different meditations, then it, uh, now it's about time that you find one meditation and stick with it. Okay? And what inspired me also to do that was a, a, a Zen teacher I, I, I met when I was in uh, Dharamsala and he was talking about I said, oh, talk to me about Zen meditation. And he said, uh, uh, oh, well, there are basically two kinds, da, 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 this and that. And, but the thing is, every day for the past, I don't know, 20 or 25 years or so, what he does is just one, he's been doing just one meditation. 
And it's the kind of meditation that, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> They could, well, I'll say this, they could be uh, greatly misunderstood, okay? <laughs> All right? Is this the one that Washam spoke of? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It could be greatly misunderstood, okay? <laughs> uh, so, I, oh, that's how you get results with meditation. You have one meditation, and you stick with it. And, and you have your uh, ups and downs within just that one meditation. Okay. And when you uh, get instructions about other kinds of meditation, they should only be instructions, how about your particular meditation? I mean, for example, uh, you're doing meditation on, on, on an image, and then fixing on an image, and then you, you go and then you hear instructions on developing a, a kind of a, a emotion. Okay, So you take whatever essence you, you you get from the teachings on, 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 on the teachings about meditating on this particular developing this particular uh, emotion and you apply it to your meditation about uh, the image okay because all meditations you know it's still the mind is still it's still dealing with the mind okay still dealing with uh, 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 subduing the mind okay so it will help. Now, uh, this is a, this is sort of like a, the introduction to what you're going to be stuck with for the next I don't know how long. <laughs> uh, so I will be talking. Uh, sometime I go into tantra. I will not even tell you if you know what I'm talking. If you know I'm talking tantra, then you know I'm talking tantra. And I'll go into uh, Buddha Gosha. Uh, I, for some reason, I think it's Buddha Gosha. For sorry, it might be Buddha Gosha. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'll go into Jamiam Sheba and whoever, okay? Wh whoever will help us with that, with the particular topic that we are dealing with, I'll, I'll quote them, okay? I'll use their, their example, right? And we will we'll introduce different meditations for, to, to deal with different uh, personalities, different meditation to deal with different problems, different meditation to uh, develop different qualities, okay? And we will go into as much into depth into one meditation as possible, okay? And, uh, mm, well, today, today's meditation is going to be just for fun, <laughs> okay? Uh, this is uh, the meditation that, uh, meditation that His Holiness guided us through. So I thought maybe I would, you know, quickly give it to you before I uh, mess it up. <laughs> okay, it's, uh, I mean, I, I think we've done this meditation before. It's, uh, now the teacher is above your head. You focus on the teacher as representing all the qualities uh, that you aspire to, especially the qualities, uh, the three principal qualities of the Buddha. Uh, power, uh, love and compassion and uh, what's the other one? Wisdom. Wisdom. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. And as you focus on the, the teacher above your head having all those qualities and you aspire to them and you sense the teacher descend to the crown of your head merging and in, uh, coming to your mind at your heart and then there you're going to see 
like uh, a lotus opens, and in the center, on top of the lotus, there's going to be a, a moon. And uh, sounds familiar. <laughs> and on top of that, there will be a, a jewel, okay, or vajra, okay. And you're going to see light emanate from it, and the light is going to represent not just it's going to be both physical light and also uh, light that is like the essence of those qualities filling your body, filling your being. And as it fills, fills, fills your body, fills your being, see your body uh, actually uh, becoming into the nature of the light. And when you're completely filled with light and then you spread this light to uh, outside of you. Okay? I mean, you you had it before, so he's going to give it to us again, so I thought I would give it to you before I... uh, Right, <laughs> and it's also it will be it's, it's an easy meditation to explain after you talk for so long. <laughs> right, so get ready. Make sure your posture is uh, comfortable and stable. Observe five cycles of breath. to the teacher above your head. Try to physically feel the presence, the radiance, and all the qualities you aspire to is embodied in that form above your head. strong aspirations 
to embody those qualities yourself. the conviction that you're about to be the mind is going to be mixed with, with the teacher above your head and when that happens you will embody those qualities see the form of the teacher dissolve into a point of light and sense it descending through the crown of your head. See it merge with your mind at your heart center. And in a flash, in the very center of your heart, this is brilliant white lotus. The disk that looks like the moon shining on top of that and in the center there's this brilliant jewel and when you look at the lotus Say, this is the power of the Buddhas, their freedom. When you look at the moon, say, this is the love of the Buddhas. And the jewel is their wisdom, their omniscient state. And light radiates, slowly filling your whole being, transforming it into the nature of the light. filled with the light, label the light as 
you're being filled with those qualities of the Buddhas.
So get into your posture. And make sure that you're you're comfortable in the posture and that the posture is stable. So you don't need to consciously keep the posture in place. Check the placement of your legs. The position of your hands. That your elbows are not too close, not too far from your body. Shoulders leveled. Your back naturally straight. Head and neck centered. Eyes opened or closed or half opened. Choose whichever is most conducive for you. Mouth, teeth, tongue resting in their natural places. without any intention to force the mind to focus nor to chase away distractions simply with having the intention to observe the breath as much as you can begin to observe the breath simply following the cycles of inhalation and exhalation not controlling them, not manipulating them, just observing. As you observe the breath, check your posture to make sure that you are comfortable. And if you need to make any adjustments, make the adjustments. You want the posture to be comfortable and stable without any of your conscious effort to keep it that way. And continue to observe the breath, staying mindful of the sensation that you feel along with the breath. Follow the breath for about 21 cycles.
Why do you want to meditate? Let the real response come up. And correct it. Make it the highest motivation that you can. Now that you're about to tap into the source of your reality, what would you like the outcome to be, ultimately? Keep this motivation in the back of your mind for the rest of the meditation. Now, through what means will you achieve this goal? As you consider this question, bring your attention to the point between your eyebrows. about an arm's length distance from you and sense there the presence of the means through which you will achieve your goal your guide, your teacher the embodiment of the goal that you seek appearing in a form made entirely of light, a form that is glorious to behold, a form that inspires you when you see it. Again, recall your motivation and take refuge.
holding in your mind with as much conviction as you can that indeed this very moment an arm's length distance from you at the level of your eyebrows is the means through which you can achieve all that you aspire to holding that in your mind show reverence prostrate filled with gratitude, make offerings, offer your possessions, offer things that no one owns, offer things that exist in your imagination, and most importantly, think of a bad habit that you are attached to, and see if you can offer that instead. Clean your conscience so your meditation will be free of the emotions and energy of remorse and, and bad guilt. Admit your faults, admit the actions committed under their influence, entrust yourself in the three jewels. Take refuge, especially take refuge in their strength so you can have the strength to be to restrained in the future. Make a promise of restraint according to your ability. And think of something to do that will be a makeup activity. It could be a physical action, it could be a verbal action, or it could be mental.
Now rejoice to uplift and refine the mind. Take great joy and recall in goodness. From the goodness of those who are trying to be ethical and to the goodness of the Buddhas in helping all sentient beings and also think of your own goodness and rejoice Turn your attention back to the teacher. And request that the teacher teach. the teacher to stay
Think of the meditation that you're about to do and dedicate the positive potentials you've gained so far from these preliminaries to help you succeed in your meditation. teacher to the crown of your head okay bring your attention back to your breath Keeping your attention on the breath, slowly become aware of your body once more. legs <laughs> hello everyone we're back again <laughs> very nice to see you all Again, I was uh, uh, my trip uh, this time. I was again. I was inspired by his, his holiness, and uh, especially his uh, seeming. Well, not now. It's not seeming anymore. It's now. It's definitely uh, uh, making it. Is uh, is uh, revealing it? He wants to do to do away with all sectarianism, and he wants to do away with. Uh, With uh, with any element that uh, fosters sectarianism, and
strong wish that all beings be happy, that all beings be free of all troubles. dedicate the merits of this meditation to the achievement of your ultimate goal. attention back to your breath. Keeping your attention on the breath, slowly become aware of your body once more. Okay, I guess uh, this is good night, <laughs> and thank you, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.